Hello, everyone. Welcome to China Money Podcast. I'm your host Nina Xiang. Welcome to this week of China Tech VC News Roundup for the week of June 10th to 15th. Wow, it has been a really busy week here in Hong Kong and China. We have one very exciting news to share with all of our listeners, and a lot of、um, our listeners who are entrepreneurs and company founders. This is a piece of great news for you. We at China Money Network is going to compile a China AI Top 50 list, as well as a China AI Industry Report. Which will be released during the summer Davos conference in Tianjin City in China between September 18th to 20th. This is really,、um, as far as I know, the first such thorough, deep, and underground investigative effort ever taken. To really learn the in and outs of the Chinese AI industry and present them to an international audience, so we have so far received dozens of、uh, entries already since we released、uh, an online survey earlier this week on Tuesday. So、um, we're hoping that、um, doesn't matter where you are. If you have seventy-five percent of your founding team as Chinese nationals or Chinese citizens, you're considered a Chinese AI company, and you can complete an online survey in order to be shortlisted and considered for the China AI Top 50 list. So. If you want to know more information about this exciting new initiative that we're working together with the World Economic Forum,、um, please go to our website ChinaMoneyNetwork.com, where you will see we have banners all over、uh, important parts on our portal, and you can find out more information about this. Uh, list and industry、uh, industry report we're going to put out in about three months' time. So we'll definitely have a very busy summer. We'll be talking and visiting a lot of the Chinese AI companies who we have already got in touch with and have talked to in the past years as we cover the Chinese tech and VC industry. So very exciting. Uh, do check out our nomination page online and、uh, send us any of your questions to our general email box or on any of our social media outlet channels. So, without further ado, let's move on to this week's important VC tech news in China, in the time in the in the sectors of AI and.、Uh, Internet space. We have a number of large financing round completed by companies.、Uh, that's including、um, some really exciting AI companies. This one, E2 Technology, a firm based in Shanghai, has completed a 200 million US dollar Series C plus round. From ICBC International Holdings, SPDB International, and Gaocheng Capital, 
this Series C Plus round will be helping the Shanghai-based artificial intelligence startup, who specializes in the field of machine vision, big data, and advanced hardware, to improve its technology and expand its services. E2 was co-founded by Ju Long, a University of California, Los Angeles PhD in statistics, and Lin Chenxin, a former senior expert at Alibaba Cloud Computing. The company was founded in 2012. Machine vision is E2's core technology, and it is used in different sectors from financial services, healthcare, and social security. One of the products for E2 include、uh, is E2 Dragonfly Eye Intelligent Security System, which is a system based on machine vision technology. It also has a city data hub, a solution to optimize urban transport management, as well as smart healthcare, which can assist disease screening, image diagnosis, and clinic treatment. E2 also produces intelligent hardware, which empowers machines to look, listen, and understand their surroundings. Next up, in the space of smart hardware, Baidu Inc. launched its smart speaker with screens called Xiaodu Zaijia. The company has introduced another,、um, smaller version of Xiaodu Zaijia, which is called、uh, Xiaodu, simply without Zaijia, which means at home. The product Xiaodu was released yesterday, which is about two days ago in China, at a discount price of only 89 RMB, which is about 13, 14 US dollars.、Um, this price is, of course, a discount price, and similar to many other smart speaker producers in China, discount prices can be as low as RMB 79. Which is about twelve to thirteen U.S. dollars. What can you buy with twelve to thirteen U.S. dollars? Maybe not even a lunch meal in Manhattan. Well, far from it. Perhaps half, but you can buy a smart speaker from one of the largest companies in China. Baidu has this discount. So is Alibaba's、uh, smart speaker called、uh, Tmall、uh, Genie. Which、uh, with discount sells about the same price. For Baidu,、uh, the company has already produced、um, and expanded its smart hardware product portfolio. Together with Xiaodu Zaijia and Riven H, which is a high-end smart speaker released by Baidu, by Baidu last year, and price. Priced at a much higher price, Baidu has now、uh, extended its product range to tar- target consumers with a wide range of purchasing power. Chinese social media giant Tencent. Holdings is leading a deal to. 
buy as much as 10% in Korean game developer Bluehole Inc. for more than $500 million, according to a media report citing insiders. Tencent and Bluehole did not immediately respond to China Money Network's email seeking comment. The transaction, which will likely include other investors, values Bluehole at more than $5 billion U.S. dollars. Bluehole owns PUBG Corp., which develops and publishes online multiplayer battle games, PlayUnknown's Battlegrounds. Last year, more than 30 million copies of the game were sold on PC, according to Steam Spy. Last November, Tencent said that he had obtained the exclusive right to operate the game in China, but Tencent and PUBG are still seeking regulatory approvals to operate the Chinese version of the game. Tencent, of course, has been buying a lot of gaming companies in recent years. In April, Tencent is set to... Close to a deal of around 100 million U.S. dollar in Bombay-based online fantasy sports platform Dream Eleven, and one month earlier, Tencent announced plans to buy a 5% stake in France, French game developer Ubisoft. And, to, and one month before that, Tencent said it plans to invest about 474 million U.S. dollars in Chinese online gaming firm Shanda Games. Sequoia Capital and Shenwei Capital have led a 38 million Series D round in London-based IP analytic and management platform PatSnap. Singapore-based Quagro Venture Capital also participated in the round. With the new round, PatSnap has raised a total of 100 million US dollars. Founded in 2007, PatSnap brought together an IP dataset with more than 120 million patents and makes this database accessible and usable for non-IP experts. It combines millions of data points from patents, licensing, litigation, and company information with non-patent literature. It has over 8,000 clients globally with more than 4,500 clients in China. The firm said it will use the proceeds to further invest in research and development and also expand its global operation. Chinese online smart recycling platform Xiao Huangguo announced it has raised 1.05 billion RMB, which is around 164 million US dollar in the Series A round from Beijing headquartered asset management firm Zhongzhi Enterprise Group. The firm said its post money valuation is around 6 billion RMB or 935 million US dollars, almost approaching unicorn level. Founded in 2017, Dongguan-based Xiao Huangguo is owned by PyThink Group, an investment company that focuses on fintech. It places smart garbage recycling machines close to residential areas, hotels, and business centers. With Xiao Huangguo's app and WeChat mini program, users can locate the nearby recycling stations. The machine will then automatically weigh the garbage and pay users by cash.
Its recycling station has several machines for different types of waste, including paper, plastic, metal, waste textiles, glass, and other types. Its staff will then send the garbage to different specialized recycling organizations. Currently, the company has a team of more than 500 people. Last year, Chinese State Council issued a plan to promote garbage classification and set a goal for the recycling rate in cities in China where household garbage is sorted to reach around 35 percent by 2020. Yao Shibang, a Guangzhou-based online pharmacy trading and education platform, said it has completed. A 420 million RMB or 66 million U.S. dollar Series C round led by Shunwei Capital and DCM Ventures. The company said its Series C one round was led by Shunwei Capital and participated by Green Pine Capital Partners and Elevation China Capital. Its Series C two round was led by DCM Ventures and participated by SIG. With the new round, the company has raised more than 94. Million U.S. dollars, founded by Zhang Bucheng,、uh, Zhang Bucheng, former vice president of Chinese online real estate portal SoFound.com in 2015, Yao, Bu- Yao Shibang started as a B2B pharmaceutical trading platform. It also provides educational services, database of diseases and drugs, and career services to pharmacists. It has more than a hundred. F- Fifty thousand active users, and its monthly gross merchandise volume reached five hundred million RMB. Last year, China issued a new policy designed to streamline pharmaceutical distribution channels. During the distribution process, from drug manufacturers to hospitals, only two layers of distributors are allowed, compared with multi-layer of distributors in the past, in in an effort to reduce costs and prevent corruption. The new policy will provide business opportunities to online pharmacy platforms such as Yao Shibang. Shanghai-based pharmaceutical and medical device firm Wuxi Aptech has led a strategic funding round in Insilico Medicine, a Baltimore-based artificial intelligence company specialized in the application of deep learning for target. Identification, drug discovery, and aging research. Financial details of the deal were not disclosed. Pavilion Capital, a subsidiary of Tomasek Holdings, venture capital firm Bold Capital Partners, and therapeutics company Juvenescence also participated in the round. Insilico Medicine focuses on the application of generative adversarial network and reinforcement learning for generation of novel molecular structures for disease, diseases with a known target and with no known targets. It is pursuing internal drug discovery programs in cancer, dermatological diseases, fibrosis. Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, ALS, diabetes, and aging. The firm is headquarters 
at the Emerging Technology Centers at the John Hopkins University Eastern Campus in Baltimore with R&D and management resources in Belgium, Russia, the UK, Taiwan, and Korea. Another healthcare funding news, Wuxi Biologics, an open access biologics technology company based in China, is to invest 60 million U.S. dollars and hire approximately 150 employees to establish a biologics clinical and commercial manufacturing facility in Worcester, Massachusetts in the United States. The facility will be Wuxi Biologics' 11th global drug substance manufacturing facility, the firm said today. The firm said earlier this week in an announcement. This facility will be built upon the approach that Wuxi Biologics has focused on developing single-use bioreactors. It is also designed to run continuous bioprocessing, a next-generation manufacturing technology to be implemented in America. A total of approximately 4,500 L-bio reactor capacity will be installed with two 2,000 L traditional fed batch and one 500L perfusion-based continuous processing. This facility will handle both clinical and small-volume commercial production. An early-stage bioprocess development lab will also be included. Australian medical device company Certex Medical Limited said earlier this week that its board of directors has recommended acceptance of a 1.4 billion US dollar acquisition proposal by Chinese alternative asset management firm CDH Investments. CDH proposed to buy Certex in May, but at the time Certex said it preferred a bid from New York Stock Exchange listed Varian. Varian offered to buy the firm for 28 Australian dollars per share in cash, while CDH offered 33.6 Australian dollars per share, a much higher price. The proposal has been amended such that it is now being made jointly by both CDH and its strategic partner, China Grand Pharmaceutical and Health Holdings Limited. The material terms and conditions remain consistent with the earlier proposal. Certex Medical's main product is a targeted radiation therapy for liver cancer, which is available in more than 40 countries. The company sold 12,578 doses in 2017 and booked revenues of 236 million Australian dollars and a net loss of 26.3 million Australian dollars. Moving on to the sector of mobility, Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer Future Mobility Corporation, the parent company behind EV brand Byton, has placed an order for a paint shop capable of dealing with 150,000 cars per year in Nanjing City, China. 
The paint shop was ordered in the first quarter this year, and production start for the paint shop is scheduled for October 2019. It is the first clear indication of the scale of production planned by the EV maker. Byton just released its second concept car, a sedan called Byton K Byte, this week at CES Asia in Shanghai. The company said it is confident that it will meet its commitment to, to deliver the sedan to market in 2021. In January at CES in Las Vegas, Byton debuted its first concept SUV car. The SUV will be manufactured at Byton's plant in Nanjing and will be available in China towards the end of 2019 and in the U.S. and European markets in 2020. Japanese automaker Toyota Motor Corporation has announced a 1 billion U.S. dollar investment in Grab Holdings Inc., a Singapore-based ride-hailing company, ride-hailing company backed by China's largest ride-hailing firm Didi Chuxing. Toyota will appoint one executive to Grab's board of directors, and a dedicated Toyota team member will be seconded to Grab as an executive officer. Grab operates online to offline mobile platforms in transportation, food, and package delivery, mobile payments, and financial services in 217 cities in eight Southeast Asian countries. In March, Grab. Bought Uber's rideshare and food delivery business in Southeast Asia. Toyota and Grab started cooperation in 2017. The two par- parties have been developing connected vehicles or connected services for Grab to utilize driving data collected by Toyota's Translog data transmission driving recorder. They have also provided driving data-based. Automotive insurance for Grab's rental fleet in Singapore through local insurance companies. In 2017, Didi and SoftBank and other investors invested around two billion U.S. dollars in Grab. Moving on to the consumer sector, Alibaba Group has joined SoftBank to invest 15 billion Indian rupee. Or around 222 million U.S. dollars in Indian e-commerce platform Paytm Mall as part of the 30 billion Indian rupee funding commitment initially announced by the company in April. The deal values Paytm Mall, owned by Paytm e-commerce private limited, between 1.6 billion U.S. dollars to 2 billion U.S. dollars. This is according to media reports citing insiders. In a regulatory filing accessed by India Media, Paytm Mall raised a fund from Alibaba.com Singapore e-commerce private limited and two entities of SoftBank. SoftBank invested around 198 million U.S. dollars, while Alibaba contributed 25 million U.S. dollars in Paytm Mall. SoftBank looks to take up about 21% stake in Paytm, while Alibaba will hold around 46% in the company after the completion of this investment. 
Alibaba's fintech affiliate Ant Financial has made a strategic investment in Xinbeili, a checkout-free convenience store operator that focuses on placing snack bars in offices. The size of the investment was not disclosed. But existing investor Lightspeed Venture Partners also participated in this round. Xin Bianli said, "Ant Financial will provide technological support, including biometric identification technology and Ant Financial's Sesame Credit Score system. The proceeds of this round will be used for research and development, and also to further develop a new smart vending machine." Shanghai-based Xinbianli develops both checkout-free convenience stores and snack bars. In November 2017, Xinbianli raised about 57 million U.S. dollars in the Series A1 round, led by Sequoia Capital China, and participated by China Renaissance Group, Vision Plus Capital, and Lightspeed China partners. Cashier-free convenience store became a hot investment trend last year in China, after millions and perhaps hundreds of millions U.S. dollars rushed into the sector. A number of companies raised early-stage investments, including Xiaomi, which raised about 20 million U.S. dollar Series A round by A Plus Capital, and also. City Box, which raised 15 million Series A round from GGV Capital and other investors, and also Xiaoe Weidai, which also raised 30 million Series B round from Zijun Capital and others. This year has seen very few investments in cashier-free convenience stores. And also, consolidation has taken place in the industry. In January, Bianli Feng, which is also a cashier-free、uh, convenience store, bought a controlling stake in its peer, Lingwa. And also, two months before that, Xin Bianli bought 51 snack bar. And also, smart shelf operator Guo Xiaomei merged with its peer, Fengqie Bianli. Fengqie Bianli last September. Healthmall, a Guangzhou-based online sports equipment and services platform, has raised a 78 million U.S. dollar Series C round. The firm did not disclose its investors, but said more than 10 sports industry firms in China and more than 30 Olympic medal winners participated in the round. Proceeds of this this investment round will be used for marketing and other. Expansions, founded in 2015, Healthmall has three main businesses. It provides software as a service for coaches and end users, a sports e-commerce platform, and a sports event intellectual property management platform. Its platform connects more than 200,000 athletes and coaches. Its SAS SAAS helps coaches to schedule their classes and design classes tailored to different users. Healthmall also owns more than 100 sports studios and some shared exercise facilities in different communities. Its e-commerce platforms buys a large quantity of sports goods from suppliers and sells to coaches and other users at discount prices. Healthmall has also developed several sports events in the field of mixed martial arts and university basketball. 
Last year, the company booked revenue of around 156 million U.S. dollars, with around 65 million from e-commerce businesses. Moving on to the fintech sector, Beijing-based fintech company Nine F Group. Has raised 65 million U.S. dollar Series D round from industrial funds Famous Group and Plentiful International, previously known as NineFBank.com. NineF Group was founded in 2006. Two of its co-founders, Shi Sunlei and Liu Lei, both had working experience in micro loans from China Mainland Bank. Another co-founder, Yang Xiaojun, worked for both China Securities Regulatory Commission and China Banking Regulatory Commission, overseeing fintech development. Based on mobile internet and big data, F9 Group focuses on consumer installment loans, online lending, online securities trading, and big data evaluation. As of April, the company had more than 60 million registered users and more than 1,000 employees. Now, blockchain news. Despite the current market slump, Chinese cryptocurrency practitioners still believe a bull market is in store because of the growing size of capital that is. Preparing to enter into blockchain, thousands of token investment funds with hundreds of billions of RMB in combined capital are being set up right now, according to industry participants. According to a news report by Tencent Technology, this is happening in the backdrop of increasingly unstable macro financial environment. Many in the Chinese cryptocurrency world think the combination of the two could lead to another round of bull market. In October, there should be a relatively large increase in crypto prices. Founding partner of Genesis Capital, Sun Zhe Yu, told Chinese media outlet Tencent Technology, "Even if there may be a bear market during the second half of this year, I personally think it will soon be over. We may be approaching to the end of the bear market." Bitcoin prices have dropped a lot this week, and so has other tokens, including Ethereum and all the other major cryptocurrencies. But the bear market is not stopping Chinese crypto experts from being optimistic. The support. The supporting evidence behind the optimism is a quiet preparation of capital on a massive scale, getting ready to act on the all-in crypto mantra. In recent months, there have been over a thousand foundations being established in Singapore by Chinese nationals," said Chen Xiaohui, an agent specializing in helping Chinese clients to register foundations in Singapore. Most of these newly established foundations are used for setting up various token investment funds," says Chen. The registration process in Singapore is extremely simple. Only a scanned copy of the registrant's ID and passport are required, making Singapore the top choice by Chinese nationals for this purpose. It costs only 10,000 RMB or 1,561. 
U.S. dollars and 15 working days, Chen said. Not to mention Singapore's close proximity to China. Outside of Singapore, Cayman Islands and Malta are other top choices. However, the registration pr- price in the Cayman Islands is more expensive, of nearly 30,000 RMB or around 4,700 U.S. dollars. But there are other benefits of setting up foundations in Cayman Islands, where the registrants and the team's identities can be kept confidential. Another blockchain news: Chinese di- distributed digital asset platform Landchain has raised tens of millions of RMB from Chinese blockchain company GX Chain, Sydney-based blockchain firm. BitPay and Beijing-based investment firm PreAngel, Fusion Capital, and other investors. Founded in 2018, Landchain is an investment platform for cryptocurrency holders. It provides financing, investment, and insurance information for asset holders. For financing, Landchain supports mortgage and credit services covering major cryptocurrencies. For investment, Landchain. Has professional analyst team to provide various products, including venture capital, quantitative fund lending, and mining. Sequoia Capital China is said to have led a 400 million U.S. dollar pre-IPO round in Beijing-based Bitcoin miner and mining chip designer Bitman Technology Limited, valuing the company at 12 billion U.S. dollars. This is according to Chinese local media reports, citing insiders with information of the matter. Bitman refused to comment on the matter. Sequoia Capital China did not immediately respond to China Money Network's email seeking comment. The report also said Bitman plans to apply for an initial public offering in Hong Kong in September, and expects to go public with market capitalization between 30 billion. To 40 billion U.S. dollars by the end of this year. Founded in 2013, Bitman develops and sells Bitcoin mining machines using its application-specific integrated circuit chip technology. It has offices in Amsterdam, Hong Kong, Tel Aviv, Qingdao, Chengdu, Shanghai, and Shenzhen. Bitman's planned IPO follows China's second-largest Bitcoin mining. Machine manufacturer Canon Inc.'s IPO in Hong Kong in May. Canon experienced 28 times growth in revenues and 43 times growth in gross profit in the two years between 2015 to 2017, as Bitcoin mining reached its peak. China's largest search engine Baidu has launched its first native blockchain-based knowledge quiz application called. Du Yujiao, which means Du Universe, just yesterday, Du Yujiao will create a digital universe consisted of elements, gravitation, and planets, where users can obtain these elements by participating in the knowledge quiz. Users will be incentivized to create and expand their own planets. Said by Dill, in the process of creating quality content and expanding its user base, Baidu plans to add many new features to the games. Baidu will also issue a Duijo token as a core element of incentives for users, with the common goal of creating a knowledge community.
In the land of the red hot IPO market, Baidu is preparing for its Chinese depository receipts issuance. Perhaps,、uh, according to、uh, media re- reports, citing people with information of the matter. Making Baidu potentially to become the first Chinese company that has listed overseas to return to the home stock market in the ADR、uh, in the CDR scheme. This follows smartphone and electronics company Xiaomi Inc., which just disclosed its CDR application earlier this week as well. So Baidu will likely be the second firm if it does file and be disclosed by the Chinese regulatory、uh, regulatory commissions for such plans.、Uh, Baidu will become the second to issue CDR under the new share offering scheme, which was just launched last week. Different from Baidu and other tech giants that has already listed on stock market overseas, and now seeks to sell shares via the newly implemented CDR program on the Chinese domestic exchanges, Xiaomi is listing its CDR while also having its IPO in Hong Kong. Chinese tech giants, including Alibaba, JD.com, reportedly are all starting. To prepare for CDR issuance, perhaps they started earlier than Baidu, according to the media reports. However, Alibaba has a more complicated shareholder composition and structure, while JD.com has only posted profit for the first time this year since its IPO, therefore giving Baidu the window to become potentially the first among the three big technology companies to return. In China, via the CDR program, the size and pricing of Baidu CDR, of course, are still unclear. But an insider said the CDR price would re- perhaps represent a discount based on its stock price in the U.S. market. Currently, Baidu has a market capitalization of around 92 billion U.S. dollars and the stock price about 264 U.S. dollars per share. Chinese used car e-commerce platform Yuxing has set terms for its 437 million IPO offering on Nasdaq. The company plans to raise 437 million U.S. dollars by offering 38 million American depository shares at a price ranging between 10.5 U.S. dollar per share to 12.5 U.S. dollar per share. Founded in 2012. Yuxing has both a B2B and B2C services platform. Its B2C platform, Yuxing Use Car, provides consumers with customized car recommendations, car financing, title transfer, delivery, insurance referral, warranty, and other related services in the used car sale process. Its B2B platform, Yuxing Auction, caters to business buyers, helping them source vehicles, optimize their turnover, and facilitate their quality. Regional transactions. The company's key investors include Hong Kong-based investment firm Generation Capital, Chinese real estate company King Key Group, Illinois-based Red Rock Holding Investment, Baidu, Tiger Global, and Hills House Capital. Xiaomi 
CDR application was re,、uh, disclosed earlier this week by the Chinese regulatory,、uh, the Chinese Securities Regulatory Commission, posting its issuance application on the regulator's website. According to local Chinese media reports, investors are submitting bids to become cornerstone investors in Xiaomi's dual listing. At a valuation of between 75 billion to perhaps 80 billion U.S. dollars, the company's planned listing in Hong Kong, which is happening concurrently with its CDR issuance on the domestic stock market, has passed the listing hearing on June 7th. That concludes all the major news headlines from the week that just passed. We still have some more interesting and insightful content on our web portal, including an interview with Boni Chen, a venture partner at 500 Startups, focused on blockchain investments, as well as a founder of a Chinese AI company, and also an insight piece from GGV Capital's Hans Tong. If you want to read those, please go to our website ChinaMoneyNetwork.com, so you can read more and. Be more informed on China's VC and tech market. Thank you so much for listening. If you do find the podcast useful, please click just simply on the on the rating、um, on iTunes or other places you get your podcast. Give us a rating if you have time. Type a few words. Give us a review so that other people can find us and get. Third dose of information intelligence on increasingly one of the most important technology and venture capital markets in the world. I hope you enjoyed this week's news headlines, and please stay tuned. Until next week.